Sorry, I was just cleaning my piano. Yeah, how'd that work? How'd that work? That was pretty um, pretty bad. Welcome to West Coast Project, Michelle. Thanks. And Louie number four and five, they're both called Elevator. Yeah, they are. I think there's six Elevators. That's what I read, yeah. We got a couple more of them, which, good, because if they're like one, two, and three, I'm excited about them. So when you said this one was going to be like Bully, what, how, how did you mean that? Uh, I don't know if we're going to agree on it, and it might be tough to get through. Maybe not, but I think when they're deeper and more philosophical, you and I tend to view them a little differently, maybe just because of our gender or uh, culture or whatever. I don't know. But we'll see, I guess. So why do you think we would disagree about these two? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't think we were going to disagree so vehemently on bully. And I think I'm just a little uh, hesitant about the things that have such deeper meaning with Louie. But it's really making me look forward to it and want to watch it. So I'm really glad about it. I like it. And, uh, but I think it's more difficult to talk about because the things we might feel a little more passionate on. What did you think about them? Did you like them? Are these... I had no, I had no comparison at all to bully at all. Really? By the way, um, way, dear listeners, if you want to listen to bully, it's Louie episode Louie 109 on West coast project. You can see it. It's April 19th. That was um, a rough one. <clears throat> So let's get into this one and see if we can stir it up like we did in Bully. <laughs> uh, okay, did you have that... any thoughts about just in general about the where Louis is with this season before we get into the specifics of the episode? Um, I I like how how he's changing it from. There's very little of the comedy scenes, which it's not that I dislike his comedy, but I like how it's more about the show i've come to really appreciate the extra time where he doesn't do the opening uh the opening scene uh with song and everything because it really feels like he's able to get more into stuff it feels like these are going deeper and uh i like them yeah i think people who turn on louis and get disappointed because there aren't enough laughs are like people who turn on Fargo and disappointed because there aren't enough gunfights. I or, agree. Or like Game of Thrones, there aren't enough sword fights. I, I completely agree. These are, they're very, very deep though, because I'm going to tell you, I went back and forth a couple times on even how I felt. Kind of like I did on Bully. Remember in Bully when I was saying it made me uncomfortable with the way I felt? I think he did it again. In this one. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I thought you and I would disagree. Because there was some uncomfortableness in this on, on my opinions on things. So I guess we'll see. Well, it's, I thought a big theme is his communication with women. Oh, that's what the whole thing was about. His, his uh, lack of communication, his lack of being comfortable with any kind of, kind of communication any verbal communication. He's only comfortable 
he's the only person he's comfortable with is the person he can't speak to and can't speak to him. That's the only person that he he's having any kind of uh, happiness with. Well, the coolest thing is we got to keep pinching ourselves and remind ourselves that Louis is writing all these lines, even about his confusion. You know, it's him creating the story. Yeah, and I wonder. It makes me wonder about this because this is some pretty deep stuff. This is some uh, Fargo parable kind of deep stuff to me, and I'm really surprised by that. Not that I didn't think he had it in him because... There's been definitely nods to it before, but I didn't, I've, I've not seen it in Louie, except just a time or two, you know? Uh, Bully was one of them. You had told me about your other favorite one, the one with Pamela, I forget the name of it now, and um, so I had just watched that, and I watched it a couple times, and... Then, after I watched I really liked that one. I really liked it. And then I went on to watch the others, because I haven't seen every one of them before. So I went on to watch the others that mentioned Pamela specifically. So I did see the end of season three, the last episode of season three, where she left and went to Europe. So all that is still really fresh in my mind, because... You know, we watched the two for last week and then podcast on those. And then since then, I've watched two more other than these two more than one time. And so all that stuff is really fresh in my mind as I'm coming on to this. So it may be coloring my opinion a little bit, too. Yeah, that one. I haven't seen that one for a couple of years, but that one at the end of season three, is that the one where he misinterprets what she says or she misinterprets what he says? He misinterprets what she says. She says good uh wave she's saying wave and he's saying wait wait i'll wait yeah okay yeah so i've still got that that is just literally days old in my mind and i thought it was great i thought both of those other episodes the one where he professed his undying love to her and then that one where she was leaving, she just kind of up and leaves and takes him by surprise, and he's devastated. So all that's in my mind as I'm coming on this season. And um, so it just has a lot of conflicting. It's creating a lot of conflicting emotion in me, but we'll see. So we'll he see. misunderstands way for way, and yeah, that's funny. So so this one starts out with... um. One thing that they both seem to understand is food, and Louis shopping for some nice stuff for Amia to say thanks, I guess, for baking the pie. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's real overboard. It's stuff that you see him eating, you know, throwing back pizza and, and uh, you know, cutting some tops off of some broccoli crowns, I mean, or stems. You, you don't see this kind of stuff. He's going to to the nice market and they're showing the beautiful colors and all this great delicious looking food at first when i watched it i thought okay i was just hungry and when i watched it again i got hungry again and when i watched it a third time i got hungry again the food was just outstanding that he was getting by the way that cheese was really expensive i don't know if you noticed that but like 4.69 for a quarter pound good grief yeah so uh louis doing all that and then he brings it up to Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn is, I don't know if I've ever said this, but she's a babe, and she's like in her 80s. She's an 80-year-old babe. 
She's fabulous. She's fabulous. And her name in this is Ivanka, which is great. Eastern Europeans are the most elegant people. They have all this art and architecture and music and their language. And I don't know. There's something about Eastern Europeans that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. So she she tells Louis. Louis tells her he's a comedian. She says, well, I'm a comedian, too, and I'm, I'm a musician. And she plays a little song for Louis. Do you think that was bad on purpose? That was really a bad song. It was bad. Well, it was bad because she even said immediately prior to doing it, she goes, oh, no, I've got to translate it. And so she wasn't thinking that it's, you know, it's not going to translate in in language. Well, but um, no, I think it was bad. I, I think it was bad because I don't think Louis wanted to be there. Louis, he was interested in what she was saying momentarily, but he was disappointed that Omnia wasn't there. Yeah. And But do you he, think Louis wrote it in the way he wrote the scene? Do you think he wrote it to be bad on purpose for a reason? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it, it, it was definitely bad, but um, why would he write it to be bad? Just what? to elicit some sort of response from the viewer. Yeah, well, uh, well, of course. But I mean, what what response was that? I didn't feel sorry for her. She was saying, you know, everybody loved them and how she was young. She's like, now, remember, I was young and beautiful. And he goes, like now. And she goes, no, like then. Beautiful. That was perfect. I loved that scene. And he's kind of grinning at her in the background. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It didn't elicit anything in me other than, well, the lack of communication. The, the, since you said it, it just kind of dawned on me, it didn't translate well. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's what we're seeing again and again and again and again in his life is how things don't translate well. So Jane's in trouble. He gets called into the office to go see what's going on with Jane. I like seeing Jane complicated and not just like a cute little kid. She's really complicated, the whole subway thing, and now she's in trouble at school. I like that. I like the complication and mystery of that. Yeah, I, I agree. She's um, she's real. Uh, I think Facebook and Instagram and even even maybe kind of Twitter and all of the stuff, we only put up the good stuff. You very rarely see somebody put up, well, my kid got in trouble for pulling down her teacher's skirt today. You don't see that kind of stuff. And as parents, you know, you do have to deal with the difficultness and the realness and the harshness that goes into, like Louie was saying, molding them into somebody who can work well in society. So I like it because it's true. It rung true to me of, you know, everybody's not going to like your kid and your kid's not going to be likable all the time. So I agree. So Louie encounters another woman, the receptionist. She's like world weary, doesn't want to talk to him. Take your kid home, Poppy. Yeah. Get out of here. I thought Jane said it perfectly. She said, the teachers are tired. And I thought that was perfect because that was exactly the most descriptive word I could have thought of. Louie and the receptionist had a Wild West standoff duel for about three seconds. That was right before they, right before he left. They, he gave her the coldest looking stare. Yeah, it was weird to me that they didn't tell him why he was there to pick up his daughter. I don't know that that's 
normal. Well, Jane didn't even want to tell them. They end up at the park talking on the park bench. Yeah, and while they're talking on the park bench, there's a guy face down in the background. Well, every park has a drunk like that. On the ground. I mean, he was like a dead guy just laying there. and He's one of the rides. He's one of the kids' rides in the playground. Well, he ends up not being there by the end of it, but I thought that was pretty funny. So Louie asks Jane what happened. She just says nothing. What's going on? I don't like school. Everyone's stupid. Um, Was that where she said the teachers are stupid and tired? Yeah, that was... uh, yeah, once she opened up to him and she said they're they're all they're all uh, yeah, I think she said stupid and tired, something and tired. And she kind of she felt like she wasn't being listened to and then she went into all of the little kid questions maybe that kids would ask uh why isn't France part of New York City or something. You know, all of the questions and I think most of us parents, it's kind of like the why stage kids get into. It just resonated very true to me that with a classroom of 30 children asking you questions like, why isn't France part of New York City? She had, she had a great list of complaints, though, like Christopher Columbus is a murderer and they want me to draw a smile on him. Right. <laughs> she was, hey, that little girl was great. But when she was telling the story. Once she told the story, Louie quit talking. That's when he just clammed up. Prior to that, he was trying to get some information out of her. Right. Well, that's smart as a dad to have her just talk and let her tell it her way. Well, I'm not saying it wasn't smart, but it's kind of a role for him. I wonder in, in Louis's real life if he had a problem like this with one of his real daughters that gave him the idea for this scene. I don't know. I don't know. But we find out the real thing, I guess, that bugged Jane the most was they were taking rides, turns riding on a horse that they had three of them, and Jane was one of the three, and she gave up her turn, and then they wouldn't let her get back on, so... The teacher came out to try to resolve it, and Jane tore her skirt off and made the teacher cry. Well, the teacher wouldn't listen to her. But Jane felt really bad. Jane was visibly upset once it came out what happened. Because she made someone cry, yeah. Right. The teacher was crying and embarrassed, and she's so sorry, and it that was kind of touching. Because she did care, despite her bravado in front of her father. She cared. Yeah. But she was kind of trying to keep it all pushed down. So um, on an aside, we this is a commercial break right here in this scene. Who is that stupid Dracula guy and his wife where he's joking around with her and and she she goes, what the hell? It's a commercial for a show. And she goes, what what are you doing? And he's like, I'm your every I'm your darkest fantasy. And it's supposed to be funny, but it's really stupid. Yeah, haven't, haven't I, you seen that commercial like a thousand times? Yes, yes, because yes, and I don't get it. It's not, it's not it. But hopefully, the show will be funnier than than that one scene they're showing. I'm not because, even going to give it a chance. Yeah, I, I can't see me watching it unless something strikes my attention better than that because it just looks silly. Okay, back to Louie. Okay. 
Louis knocks on the door and meets Patrick, his wife, ex-wife Janet's new flame or husband or whatever. And he wants to talk to Janet about Jane. And so they leave and go talk at the restaurant. And Louis wants to keep her in public school, but Janet wants to take her money and put Jane in a private school. Yeah, she does. What did you think about his conversation with her when he got really upset? What was your take on that? I liked, well, I liked that he was honest. I don't like his conversations with this woman, though. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't care for him. I kind I of thought, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I kind of agree that Louis's right that you do put kids in an artificial environment if you put them into a private school, and I guess it might be better sometimes. But Louis has a pretty good point that they don't get to see everything they'd see in a public school. I don't know, which may or may not be bad. But I liked when Louis said, "You know, this is all just getting to me." You know, you're kind of right. I am, I am spewing forth my problems on you, and let's just stop. I don't know. I like that honesty. I did too. I appreciated that. And it kind of came out of left field. You are way out of line. I know that. What? I know I'm out of line. I'm too emotional and I'm too upset now to contribute anything real to the conversation because you got me to this place. (laughs) So it's my fault? No, it's not. I'm saying that I'm not, I can't say anything worthwhile anymore. I'm too upset, and it's all about the kid. I'm like, it's about my fear about the kids, and it's about our stuff that we never solved. And you're totally right that these are about. This is about my problems and my issues, and anything that that has to do with you, you're not going to admit to. So I'm taking it all up to myself, and it's, it's none. This is there's no way for me to say anything but shit now, which is all that's coming out of my mouth. Okay. I thought it was great as an adult, if you're that mad, to be able to say that. To yeah, say, he was tuned into him, tuned into his feelings. Yeah, yeah. It made me wonder what Louie and Janet ever had in common enough to get married, though. They don't seem to have much in common at all. I just don't like seeing them together. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's not anything that would, but, but look at Louie with everybody. I mean, yeah, it's but not... Louie and Pamela is really fun to see them together. Well, it wasn't until this one. This one was fun to see them together. No, it was funny. This, no, it was not funny. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. It wasn't funny at all. You're see, right. Here I, comes I, Boy. I know. Here, I know. <laughs> okay. All right. So they decide, Louie and Janet, just let's talk about it later. And she agrees, I guess. And uh, the next scene is Amia coming out of the elevator again. And Louis meets her and on the spot asks her to go get something to eat. More food. More food solving everybody's problems. Food is mm-hmm. the language. That's right. Let's go get something to eat. Moshed. Right and now. She, she agrees. And I didn't see it. But evidently on some other Louis episode, he had had the fish with some girl, like some dream date girl or something. Is that true? I don't remember that one. The point was, when I was reading about it, is that they said that he was trying to recreate this perfect date that he had with somebody. And I didn't know if you'd seen it or not, because I've not seen it. Well, he had a perfect date with the blonde. That was earlier this season. Yeah, but I don't remember them eating that smoke fish or raw fish do you no 
No, this was supposed to be some date that he had, that he was trying to recreate, which of course then brought up all of these emotions of why was he trying to recreate a date with somebody else with Omnia, Omnia. Yeah, well, I didn't do it to say Mike, but okay. I um, think for um, West yeah. for West Coast Project, this is just the week of fish and panties for um, our two podcasts. <laughs> They're abounding. They're everywhere. There are, yes. But that fish, what? that fish was worse than the fish in Fargo. I could have easier, more easily eaten that fish in Fargo, that deep fried whole fish than the one that they ate. It wasn't even cooked. I didn't think so. Was it smoked or something? Do you know? Uh, it just looked floppy, floppy and yeah. soggy. It looked gross. I mean, that looked horrible. I need to look that up before I even... I should have looked it up before I talked about it, but I didn't even read that until just a little bit ago about the recreating the date and how that was telling toward Louie. And he's he's happy with her. And why? Why is he happy with her? Well, that's part of the psychological discussion. Like, is it because she can't communicate with him back? That he, right. you know, he can't argue with her. She can't argue with him. Right. She, she's going to be leaving. There's a lot of reasons why that he may find this odd attraction to her. But he's only known her, what, a day? A, well, two right. Days. <laughs> right. Because he said that they had, like, had pie one time or something. So not a lot of time has went by. But he was obviously smitten with her for some reason. I don't know why she's a lovely, lovely woman. That's not it. But I don't understand the attraction. It's one of those, as a female, I don't get the attraction that he would have to her when she can't be, she can't communicate with him. Right. Well, she's receptive to him. That's a start. That's one thing he has trouble with women being with him. It's just receptive, just nice to him. Except for the fat girl. I don't know. It is is mysterious. Yeah, I think so. So Louis gives her the tour, the Grand New York Tour. They go to the Staten Island Ferry, the Statue of Liberty, the Battery. They're riding all over in the ferry, looking at all the stuff. They do the park walk. Um, And then they go shopping for, I don't know what. But um, she has to tell him through pantomime what she's really shopping for. That was cool. That was a pretty good scene. Did you see his face? I mean, he's like beaming. He's like, he's great at that, by the way, of like wearing his heart on his sleeve so we can see his, what he's feeling. Yeah. And he did a great job with that because I could really tell how much enjoyment he was getting out of that. And he does it again in the episode too, but. I liked his writing technique of having her go through the whole pantomime just to get to the point of it that she needs a hairdryer. Oh, yeah. Well, she enjoyed that, too. That that was a little, um, almost like a little tease thing she was doing with him, don't you think? Yeah, it was really, absolutely. It's a strip yeah. tease. Yeah, because, I mean, she's, like, taking off her. And then she's handing them to him. She's not only taking something off, but she's taking it off and handing it to him very delicately. It was really, it was uh, seductive. And then he put I, her panties in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Did he really? I didn't see that. Hey, you got to get, that's the whole point of fish and panties. Come on, Michelle. Well, I didn't see that part. That's funny, though. <laughs> anyway, they have a goodbye hug at 
her apartment and um that's pretty much it they go to the comedy routine louis talking about eating people in a plane crash yeah very non sequitur like again but he wants to eat a fat black lady's breasts i guess if it ever happens i don't know why and i don't even know psycho psychologically why uh but no. I wonder what the connection was. Did this, when he was writing this scene, do you think something like this happened in his day, you know, back a year ago when he was thinking of this episode? Do you think he read about a plane crash or cannibalism and or cannibalism? something? I don't know. I didn't get the connection at all. That's it. That's number one. That's like number two of six, I guess, for Elevator. Yes. And then the second half of this show is number three. Of Elevator, and it's episode four, or episode six in the series. Right. This is really hard as a podcasting person who tries to write this stuff and put it in order and keep files and track of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you call this? Like, like Louis four and five, or <laughs> Louis five and six, but it's two and three of Elevator, of which there are six. It's like crazy. Right. I, I know. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers. And what do you call it? Is it elevator part two or elevator part three or just elevator well this is elevator part three season four episode six the title is elevator part three yeah i guess yeah but and it's uh louis runs into someone from his past and didn't say who so yeah. mm -hmm. we don't see very many men in these two episodes of elevator but we do see louis brother and we see a lot of him we see a lot of louis brother and yeah. I thought it was kind of neat how they were showing how the brothers interact. That rang kind of true to form to me. I'm, I'm a girl, but that was kind of true to form, wasn't it? Guy to guy, brother to brother. I just thought it was interesting that Robbie had to resort to pantomiming, and we had, <laughs> the, we had the pantomime scene in the other episode. There was some sort of a odd connection there didn't pantomime so much as, as he silently mouthed the words, fuck you. Yeah, he's like really behind his back, really telling him off. And um, But Louis can't. He doesn't know. So it's okay, I guess. Well, he'll see the re rerun probably. Well, he will, yeah. Good point. All right, Louis goes shopping, meets Pamela. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Michelle. What's up with the bully? No, I just... I don't know how I feel about this. I feel really conflicted about this. Well, don't worry. I'll tell you how to feel. Oh, okay. Thanks. No. Um, Louis shopping. Pamela kicks him in the ass behind him while he's not ready. Literally. Literally. And, yeah, then, he, and then hugs him a great grand hello, which he's very unreciprocal to. And they're in some store, too, doing something. But this is their reunion after she's back from Europe. And Europe, I guess, was a bust. Her reconciliation with Serge's dad didn't work out the way she wanted to. But she's no. back and ready to rock, so here we go. And at first, first of all, his silence. How was that funny? What did you find funny about that? I th it was painful. I hated to watch it, and I hated to rewatch it. Well, Pamela, I just thought Pamela was good in trying to Trying to alleviate her uneasiness with humor. She always did that. That's totally true to character. She for didn't that character. ever do it without having the upper hand, though. Now she doesn't have the upper hand, and she really needs to alleviate it. I don't think she knew she didn't have the upper hand for uh, 
Oh, the I most do. Of that scene. At the end, she was really spiteful when she when he was leaving, and she's like, "Make room for this guy. He's got things to do." That was just being sarcastic and spiteful. She's always spiteful. I just I just watched this stuff. She's always spiteful. Well, she's, she's always sarcastic, but she always has the upper hand too. Okay, but I'm just saying it was no different to me. I mean, if if it was, it was just vague nuances of difference in her behavior toward him now and her behavior toward him. Well, before. sometimes people are spiteful because they can't get what they want, and it's a, it's like a weakness. Like, you won't give me what I want from you. I'll just be spiteful and mean to you. Well, at first, and like I said, I just went back and watched these. So you have to understand that his, I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you. And I watched him profess his love, then his, I'll wait for you, and then... I go into this, okay? So at first, I'm thinking, what's his problem, essentially? What's, why is he responding this way? Maybe and it's healthy that he, that he is. He's grown. I'm not saying it's not, but I just didn't get it. I didn't get it because how long has it been since you watched the one where he professed his love to her? Has I don't it been know, a long- couple of years. Okay, you got to watch it because he's saying... He never wants another girl. The idea of another girl does nothing for him. He could I know, but Michelle, first of all, first of all, not everyone who's going to listen to this is going to have seen this episode. It's going to be hard for them to relate. But Louis is always, he pours way too much into relationships way too early. He's got Amia. He's telling her, don't go to Europe. Change your plan in life for me. I've known you for a day and a half and I want you to love me. You know, he's, he's, just crazy. overdoing it it's crazy but but he did say he loved pamela and he had known her for a long time yeah and but that was two or three seasons ago maybe he's gotten maybe no it was last season i thought it was, it was last, no it was not it was last season and it was the end i'll wait the very last episode of last season okay well still maybe he's grown and he's found she's been, no she's been gone three months or so she hasn't been gone forever and ever and i don't know you know it's it's like he did this whole professes love and then she comes back and i mean that's a whole other story that i could dissect as well but she comes back and he's cold and i think at first he didn't know what to think and he certainly wasn't expecting her but then I started thinking, good for him. He's got to have some kind of self-respect, right? Because, but he didn't before. And so I really waffled back and forth on that. And the whole, what if she had changed her life back then, three months ago, based on the stuff he said, and then three months later, he doesn't even feel the same way. Or he's, as we call it here, butt hurt, like you, you know, get your feelings hurt. And so he's going to behave that way. And I thought it was really off-putting of him. And at the same time, I was glad that he had some self-respect because it seemed like he didn't in the other one. So I really went back and forth with it. And it made me think a lot. And I think I could have felt better about him if there had been no Amia, that he was 
acting like he had some kind of relationship with when he obviously does not at this point than him using that as an excuse. Are you done? I'm done. Well, I think Charles Grodin says that at the end of all this when he just says, pick a road and go down it. You know, maybe Louis is still mad at Pamela. Maybe he's madly in love with her, and that's like his way of like, aha, I can finally get the jab back at you that I think you deserve. And, you know, all that, all that desire is driven by his anger and reject, being rejected by her. Oh, well, that sounds healthy. Maybe, so let me just poke back at you. I That's don't say horrible. it's healthy. I mean, who cares if it's healthy or not? It's just we're trying to figure out what it is, right? And maybe he is over her. Maybe he's, like, processed it and gotten over her, you know, and replaced her unhealthily with Amia. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's just it, it kind of is what it is. That's That was what really makes this ending really brilliant. It's like pick a road and go down it. Things are going to happen. Um, you know, I don't, I'm kind of like Charles Grodin. I don't even really care why he has changed his attitude towards Pamela. But, Mike, we're supposed to care. No, we're not. I mean, we're supposed to be entertained. No, that wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. I don't think that was supposed to be funny. Some of his stuff is not supposed to be funny. It doesn't have to be, to be funny. funny to be entertaining, though. You don't have to care about the people. It's a, it's a, it's a fiction. You know, it's a story. Mike. I know that. I'm not saying you have to care about the people, but you have to care about the content. The content has to matter because if the content doesn't matter and if it doesn't make you laugh or think or something, then you're wasting your time. It made me think. It did not make me laugh, but I did think. And I, like I said, I waffled. I did waffle back and forth on it, but I really didn't like the way he was with her. That was my overall ending to it. I didn't like it. And I didn't like it because he had an excuse of Amia. Well, it's interest it's an interesting cycle of events too that Pamela was going to Europe and leaving Louis and he didn't like it. Now Amia's going back to Europe and leaving Louis and he doesn't like it. And Pamela opens the door and Louis slams it shut. I mean it's just it's just a comedy of errors. It is it is it is funny if you think about it, the whole cycle of events, and here's Louis, his head spinning in the middle of it all. You know, you got to remember Louis. Louis the woebegone, like, what's, what's the world doing to me? Dazed look on his face. That's his life. That's the theme of his life. But we find out that Pamela is back, and Louis doesn't want to let her in for now, although there is a string of Pamela's coming up, so... Bolt on, hold on to your chair, <laughs> bolt on your seatbelt. Um, but we got to get on with this. So uh, Ivanka, again, he's back with Ivanka, the 80-year-old babe, Ellen Burstyn. And it's odd to me, too, in this episode that the parent has to translate for the child. It's usually the, upper, the other way around. In, well, real, in yeah. real life, it's the child who's Americanized and knows the language, and they have to help the parent understand. Yeah, you're right. But this is where Louis just, he begs her to stay. He doesn't want, he doesn't understand that she's going back in a month. He, all he heard was she's going back. And he drops to the floor and begs her to stay. Yep. What's your take on that? Uh, it's just interesting that the word he uses 
or the word for stay or whatever, somehow the word sounded like marry me. So it, made, it made it look like Louis was proposing to her and he was just trying to ask her to stay. Well, he was begging her to stay. He's a, he's falls to his knees asking this woman to stay. Yeah, through the ant. That was great. Yeah. That was funny that he couldn't, he had to go through the ant. He was very frustrated and he has to go through the ant. And the ant's just standing there like totally like enthralled with this little romance playing out in front of her. She loved it. Well, Those... I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's charming. Certainly it's a charming gesture and it's, but it's a little creepy. So those euros really no romance. It's you not know, sad and sweet. So Louis has said, Louis says thank you and goodbye, and he yeah, goes. Yeah, because he wanted. But beca- wait, I'm sorry, gotta interrupt you because when Ivanka starts to tell him what Amia has or Amia has said, he won't listen. Yeah, but see, I don't get this. What's the difference between her needing to go back to Europe to be with her son in 30 days or her just wanting to go back to Europe to be back in Europe? They made it sound like once he knew that she had to go back for 30 days or in 30 days, was he happy because he had 30 days? Was he happy because she wasn't leaving because of him? What was the difference? I think he was happy because he was going to now have the time to get to know her, which is what I think he was trying to communicate just in such an overboard way. I think he wanted the time to get to know her. So still, I have to ask the question, so what's the difference? He has 30 days now instead of like one day or two days. What's She's not going to change in 30 days? Well, for Louie, there's no difference at all because he could propose to her on day two for all we know because, you know... He goes nuts and does these off-the-wall things like begging someone not to go back to their home country after he's known them for a day. I don't know. So you think him getting 30 days with her is what, he was, is what totally made him happy and feel good? That's exactly how I took it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying what you're else? wrong. I just don't get it. It'd be like, okay, well, still, th- 29 days from now, I'm going to feel exactly the same. Well, much worse in a, in a normal relationship because then you're going to have time to really connect with someone. You can really connect with someone in a month depending on how much time you spend with them and stuff, and, and that would be a much more painful thing. Uh, but that's not, that's not how he sees it. He just It's like today. You know, he's happy that, that they get to have dinner tomorrow. So. Okay, well, Louis goes and cleans his piano, and you want to hear it again? Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm not going to play that again. Okay. And that's it. That's that end of that little scene. So Louis does get to see Jane and Marcy, the teacher. Jane offers Marcy an apology. Marcy busts out in tears again. What a project (laughs) she must be. (laughs) She cries at the drop of a hat, and that totally let Jane off the hook with me. Like, Jane's just being a little kid, probably perfectly normal. Yeah, that um, but, was, but still, though, I mean, you know, you're pulling down your skirt in the middle of the, I don't know. Maybe she, she spun around and tore, she said, she actually said she tore her skirt off, didn't pull it down. So oh, she okay. must have like angrily grabbed her skirt and it ripped off or something. But Marcy butts out, busted out crying in the office. Like the memory of it made her cry again. <laughs> 
Yeah, the embarrassment, having it brought back up, yeah. And the principal wants them to come up with a plan for Jane. And, again, the communication issue, they just whip out their phones and start doing things separately. Yeah, they have no uh, ability, maybe no desire to communicate with one another. And I didn't really know what that principal was saying anyway. Yeah. I mean, what's your plan? She was treating them like children, like, I'm going to go away. And when I come back, I want to hear your plan. Right. Very condescending. Well, right. And she's telling them, you know, you you obviously don't communicate well. I mean, all this kind of stuff that I'm not sure the parents would be grateful for that kind of uh, counseling in that situation. Yeah, I don't I, know. It, it wasn't that interesting to me. The, te- they, the school made they made the school employees all look like hacks. The principal, okay. the teacher, the receptionist, you know, made me hate them all. But maybe they did that because it makes Janet look more reasonable to want Jane not to be there. Maybe that might be the answer for Jane. I don't know. So Louis and Jane go home and they meet Amya and then we see some really sweet communication. First of all, Jane knows Hungarian, says hi to Amya in Hungarian and then they have a cute little violin duet. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. But it go it went to show go go to show. It went to show that that the daughter could communicate better with the female in his life than he could. Even if it were just that that level, the 8-year-old had better communication skills than Louie. Well, she knew a word in Hungarian. And Not she... just that. No, 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 no. They connected. They connected. They communicated. And it, yes, it was over music and all that. And yes, it was far-fetched that it would happen that way. But it showed them connect in a way that, I mean, Louis feeding her raw fish. Right. But she connected with Louis when she brought him the pie. And Louis connected with the mom when he brought them the nice gift basket. That was connection. I think the music and the food were equally on a same par of of connectiveness. Yeah, but it was just so quick. And for her to be so young, to have the ability to connect with somebody like that, that seemed like Louis struggled with. I don't know. I just took that as a, uh, that even his eight-year-old was better. Well, Louis admired it for sure. He stood there like, holy crap, what is this beautiful little symphony I'm in the middle of? And he was like really in the middle of both of them. Yeah, that was really, then that was, that was impressive. Yeah, so Louis has dinner now with Jane. And we learn about some of Jane's other fears. She worries about people being mad at her and asks Louis if he's okay and, or if, he, if she's easy to be around. Mm-hmm. Interesting question for a little kid. And Louis is like totally charming. You know, Louis is a great writer, man. He tells her the three things that she's the being around her is the fourth favorite thing. And the other yeah. three things, you know, I'll let you say them. You probably wrote them down. Um, I didn't write them down, but I remember them. It was uh, number three was riding elephants. And number two was uh, collecting hydrogen. And uh, the number one thing was remembering being with her. Yeah. Or thinking about being with her. So that was pretty precious. Remembering being with you. That was. That's awesome. That's like it, poetry, man. That's killer. It really is. It was great. 
It was absolutely great, and it completely made everything okay in Jane's world. Yeah, Jane started to smile at riding elephants, and she was totally... She was a little confused by collecting hydrogen, maybe, but she was captivated. She was captivated for sure at number one. Yeah. I mean, what a beautiful thing to say to your kid, how great it is when they're that little and you're able to change their world with a few words. I mean, it's just, there's no feeling like that. It's beautiful. Next, we see Dr. Bigelow. He should be Dr. Teflon because he just goes through life. Nothing bothers him. He doesn't, he doesn't remember anything. He's just like slipping through life on a happy little like lily pad. Uh, Louis tells him my back is better, and he looks at him like, why would I care about that? <laughs> um, and t- tries to tell him he's dating a girl, and, you know, Louis's just, just ebullient. He wants to tell everybody he's connected with this Amia girl, but Bigelow wants no part of it. He's just trying to get his three-legged dog out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But he has some pretty great advice for Louis. Um, he's pretty much telling him just to live for the moment. Nobody cares if you date any girl, this girl or anybody. Just go down a ro- pick a road and go down it. That was just awesome advice. Yeah, I I didn't hear him say, you know, that nobody cares. Well, I guess he did, but yeah, well, he actually did. I think say no one cares what Louis does, but but his his whole thing was back to the parables: do it or don't do it, but make a decision. Kind of, and um, essentially don't bother bother him about it. You know, even even with his back, he goes, "Why well, I didn't have anything to do with your back feeling better." And Louis now looking to him for this philosophical advice, and he's talking about real problems in the world. And I think it was almost like. Almost like he was shaming Louis, like Louis should be ashamed that that's his big problem. He talks about how people are born without eyes and without a face, and he talks about how there's some condition where the bones melt in your body and you're just a bag of, like, organs. And he says, you know, no one cares what you do. Date the girl or don't. And it kind of puts it into perspective a little bit. Um, Louis's got this big, huge dilemma in his in his mind because the girl's going to be leaving and should he get close to her. And the doctor's like, really? That's your, that's your dilemma. Yeah. And he had the perfect symbol is three legged dog. You look at that dog, you go, Oh, poor doggy, poor puppy. <laughs> but he doesn't care. He doesn't have a care in the world. He's as happy as a lark, that dog, you know, even though a coyote in Poughkeepsie chewed his leg off, he <laughs> yeah, doesn't know any better. Than- he's got a belly full of food and he's about to go on a walk. I know. He's just totally That's happy. That's awesome. That's such a true symbol, though. That dog could care less. He's forgotten that coyote, you know, weeks or years ago, probably. He's living in the moment. Anyway, Louis has another weird ending here. Him and Robbie watching an iPad of somebody belching, I think. Or they don't really show what it is, but they're both getting a good laugh out of it. Yeah, and again, we go back to the fact that Louis is not talking with his brother, but they're connecting. When they talked in the beginning, they fought. Everybody he's talking to, he's having issues with. But when he doesn't verbally communicate with somebody, he has a good time with them. Yeah. 
So how do you rate these elevators? On I really of like 10? them. I really liked on a scale of one to 10. Um, <laughs> I don't know, eight, eight and a half, nine. Yeah, I'm going to give them like six, six and seven, six, I don't know, six and a half, maybe. No, I, I didn't like them. Were... I didn't like them that much. I like the European angle. I like the European connection. And I liked, um, I don't know, I like some of it. I like Jane's clever, her clever complaints about school and Louis' sweet little poem to her. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just didn't like it as much as others. I liked it. I think we're, well, I mean, I think we're going somewhere with it. Somebody said, one of the things I was reading said that he's going to start doing more continuations. You know, there for a long time, it was one show didn't connect to the other at all. And so, you know, if you missed one, who cared? Because it had no connection. But when there's a connection between the episodes, it makes you want to see the other episodes. And I think somebody was saying that this was what he was going to try now is to do these connecting things. So it's not just comedy that it's got some of the drama mixed in with it. And I appreciate the drama. I like it a whole lot better than I like the poker scenes. Yeah. I don't care for the poker ones either, but you know, you know, Ivanka and Amia are going to be gone and Pamela is going to be back. So, you know, this is kind of a short lived romantic thing. It's not going to pan out to be anything. We're not going to see him Skyping her in Europe, you know? No, but I mean, maybe she stays. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, you never know. It could happen. I don't really see it happening. And I didn't look. How did you look ahead to see what about Pamela? I just read it somewhere that she's in a three episode arc. And I don't see like I don't see a Mia being around if Pamela is around. I just think this is a little flash in the pan of Mia thing. I don't think it's well, a flash in the pan six episodes but you know half the half the season yeah but i I wonder how that's going to play out though because do you think what's your prediction i think about- she leaves i think they leave and louis deals with it and we see how he deals with it and then pamela's back you know pamela's more than just a romantic partner she's like a comedy peer yeah she is and she but but she's a friend and so the way he acted I mean, he couldn't even stay there and have coffee. He had to go. He had to go. And that's part of the part I didn't like about it. Well, she left him. He left. He wanted to pay her back and leave her. You know, he, he, he it was a bit of a payback, I think. Yeah, but she didn't do it to hurt him. And I think he did it to hurt her. And I think there's a really big difference in those two things. And I'm curious what you think will happen if you think they'll end up if if she'll forgive him for this. It's all want- how you choose to look at it, Michelle, because Pamela was going to Europe to re- reconcile with her husband, ex-husband, whatever he was or whatever you know he became. And Louis was wanted to leave because he wanted to figure out a Mia. It was like a me first. It's how life works, you know. That's why if we choose to think like, oh, you're dissing me, you're making me, you're putting me second, then, you know, no, I'm not. I'm just putting somebody else first. Well, you're saying two different things then, because you just said, I think he was trying to, you know, she left him and now he got to leave her. Well, there's, there's a difference in she left him because she was trying to do the right thing and he left her. I don't think that, that she left him for the father of her child to try to reconcile something. She had nothing with him. 
with Louie. He left her for somebody that had baked him a pie that couldn't speak English. She had, you know, he he, he had hopes to be with Amia, just like oh, she had hopes on, to. come on. Come on. He might have hopes to be with, you know, movie star too, but come on. I'm not saying he had to be with her. He didn't have to be with her. And he could be hurt, but he could express that if he were able to communicate at all. That he was hurt by this and he needed to step back from it a little bit. And that's Well, don't you think Pamela knew Louis was hurt when she left and she kept going anyway off to Europe? Of course she did. But her goal wasn't to hurt him. And she had a much more significant... Her son was gone. And she was going over there. Big, big difference in that and somebody that baked me a pie, and I want to see where it goes from So if here. Louis had his choice, he had a magical wish right now, he could be with either Amia or Pamela today, who would he pick? Today he would pick Amia. Right. So what? So why is that? So what's wrong with him going with her at the, at the sake of, at the cost to Pamela of, like, being hurt by him, by that? Because it means everything he said before was crap. That's why. And it means it doesn't mean anything. Maybe he feels differently now. It doesn't work like that, Mike. You don't get to tell somebody, I will never want another woman the rest of my life. Of course you do. No, you don't. And then you make these, you know, what if she, it's, it's like I said earlier, if she had made plans based on his words, if she believed him, and then three months later, he's changed his mind. People I mean, do it every day, though. People do it every. People get divorced. Doesn't make it any more right. Doesn't they, make it any more right. I mean, and he's throwing her away for an apple pie. I mean, she had something that she had to figure out. And I'm I not think saying, it was a vegetable pie. I think it had some kind of meat in it. Something more no, special. I think, it was, I think it was definitely apple. All right. Well, I'm not going to get in. I'm not going to let you drag me into another fight, Michelle. Oh, I'm, yeah, okay. It's not, it's not me. I told you I was emotional about this. It's never you, I know. <sighs> God, I wish I had that, I wish I had that piano soundtrack. <laughs> what piano sound, oh, where he's beating up the piano? Oh, and what about that, too, by the way, while we're talking about it? Jeez, it is hot in this room. I'll turn the air on. Um, what about that? He, he has the propensity yeah see this 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 is what here we go this is where i thought you were going to bring up the bully stuff like he's he's going to be a he's a violent guy and he's gonna he's got this no i'm not relating it to that at all i'm just saying that that was he didn't just you know knock a a magazine to the floor or something he got a bat and started beating a piano with it. Right, we all saw it. So what what do you mean? What's your point? Seriously. He's got a violent streak underneath that I don't think we've seen that before. I think we've seen him be a very passive kind of person before. That was my point. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen him smash something else. Probably I don't know, probably he has. That was pretty violent. And the fact that his daughter had did something that was considered, I don't know if it would be violent, but maybe violent for an eight-year-old, certainly something physical. Yeah, but I I know I kind of forgive Louie for the piano thing. It's just, 
I don't know. It it was an inanimate object. It wasn't like he kicked a dog or something or hit a person or put his, you know, was mean to his kid or yelled at them or something. I don't know. No, I, I, I forgive him. I mean, I agree. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know that I need to forgive him. He can do what he wants to do as far as that goes. But I just don't. I haven't seen that side of Louie before. And it was, um, I don't know. It was kind of. It felt out of character to me, to who I've known him to be. And I don't know if they're going to show something different about him now. I don't know. It's not they. It's him. It's whatever he wants to show us about himself. So are they calling the next two episodes Elevator 2? Yeah, I think so. Elevator, uh, what, 4 and 5? Yeah. Just goes Elevator, Elevator, Elevator. Keeps going. Mm -hmm. But... Evidently, you know a way to stop that elevator on a certain floor that I still haven't. No, you don't stop it. You express it. You can go from one floor to another without having anyone else be able to, like, interject That's what the I'm, floor. Yeah, 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 with, without allowing it to stop. You can just take it from your floor to whatever floor you want it to go on. I still got to look that up. Yeah, just Google it. You'll be zipping around, like, in no time. <laughs> in all of my elevator escapades. Elevator part four is... Um, description is Louie and Janet seek professional help. Yeah, I read that. I wonder if they'll get that from Bigelow in the hallway. That would be very, very funny. That wouldn't be seeking help, though. That would be like stumbling on help. I love Charles Grodin, though. He is, man, he is great. He he is playing this. He is killing it. Did you think? Yeah, I wonder how old he is. I don't know. I didn't think he was that old. I mean, wasn't he just not that old? And he's and he's perfect. He has the best delivery. Did you say that last time? I mean, his delivery on stuff. I, I heard that somewhere. Is it's genius, genius the way he his pauses and stuff. It's just perfect. All right, we're off the rails. What else you got? I'm done. I used to have a boss that would say that. What else you got? Like you'd say something really, you know, you really worked hard on and. You really put a lot of thought into it. And you go, great, great. What else you got? Like, what, what, what the fuck do you mean? I just told you what I got. Yeah, kind of like Mad Men or something. Yeah, I'm dumber than Mad Men. Well. Anyway, that's it for me. Unless you've got anything else, we'll say no. goodbye. Okay. For our elevator ride. Okie doke. All right, see you next week, Michelle. Okay, see you then. Later. Okay. Sad boost. Sad boost.